The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the truth. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is Hey, welcome to the Quorum Lounge of Sports Talk. We are live. It is a Tuesday morning, December the 17th. Yeah, let's just call it the 17th. Alex Clancy in the studio. Uh, welcome to the show. 888-346-9144 is the number if you want to call in and join the show. Alex, what is going on this morning? Not much. Not a whole lot? No. But we got a lot to talk about, yeah. as usual. Yeah. Uh, we There's so much going on in sports right now that... We needed a four-day-a-week show. I, I agree. Maybe a five. Maybe a five. Who knows, but we'll, we'll start with a four. We we did start with one, so we'll start with a four, and we'll go on. It is Tuesday. Uh, that was the number to call in if you need it, 888-346-9144 is the number. Um, I'm going to talk about um, one of the things I did want to mention first uh, in the baseball world, then I transcend over to the football part of it was uh, Ryan Freer, I wrote his name down, the first baseball player to commit suicide from a CTE CTE incident. Um, And it's unfortunate when they examined his body that they found out that his brain was being deteriorating. Um, And and we hear about this a lot in the football world. Um, I, I don't know what more could be done or what, I'm sure there's a more. I'm sure there's a lot more that could be done, but just to send our condolences out to the, he and his family. Well, his family, if you will, there's something that something has to be done now. In baseball, maybe want to take a few positive pages out of the NFL book. Uh, find yourself doing more and really mean it. And the NFL found themselves doing more just so everyone could see that they were doing more, but they wasn't really doing more of the right things. Uh, baseball. You know, find yourself taking a step, doing the right things in the right direction, because this does happen. This guy's had eight concussions. He was 36 years old. He left a family, uh, young kids, three. No one at 36 has that many major problems playing the sport of their passion, maybe their dreams, and then commit suicide. But on top of that, leave three kids alone. So it, it, it re- it's really a serious incident that needs to be uh, put to the forefront and taken care of and have these guys examined um, early in the year. If you any parents, if you have kids that want to play a certain sport, get them checked right now before they even get into the sport, and you can see the progression of their brain as they move forward into their chosen sport. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, the only way to keep this from happening is to not play sports, you know, um, to just put your head in the book and become an engineer or something. I mean, that's really the only way that... CT will not become a part of your life 100% or close to it. Um, Major League Baseball has implemented, or they're starting to implement, trying to um, no collisions at home plate. So that'll be one. That's where, a lot, of con- one. That's yeah. where a lot of concussions are, uh, the, where they happen. 
uh, where they're prevalent. Uh, sliding into second, third, and even home headfirst can never be a good thing, but that's how people slide now. Uh, they don't do the, uh, I think they call it the hook slide, you know, where you stick your foot out, like a traditional slide. Right. Um, but you get to the base quicker with the dive than you do with your feet, I believe. Yeah. I mean, no, that's true. However, any any uh, snapping of the neck at all can cause concussion. I mean, this is the, we've seen this. We see this every every play in football, right. and it's moving over to baseball. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, th- so much research, research is being done now. Um, I, I read an article a few weeks ago that they're saying within the next 10 years there will be leaps and bounds um, in research and maybe an actual, not a cure, but uh, a deterrent for, for CTE from being as prevalent in the future. So hopefully, hopefully it will be sooner than that, and hopefully they, they'll be able to um, keep these suicides from happening because they're, <laughs> they, over they, the past they, couple of years there's been quite I mean, a few. One is a lot, but yeah. th- there's, been, there's been several um, due to this. I mean, Junior Seau was, was the name one, and um, yeah, hopefully in the future uh, this won't be a problem. Uh, I, I just, I mean, I can't help but think it's just going to get worse. The collisions I see in baseball are at home plate. The collisions I see... Or between see, outfielders going for... I mean, to those wall. don't happen. That's like one or two a year. Yeah, and, and it, those are more shoulders and uh, or outfielders hitting each other, but it, you can get a concussion anyway. It They go for the... Try to grab the home run ball uh, before it goes over the fence. They hit the wall. You can get concussions anyway, um, and not just the head. We forget about the bodily concussions. Your Your body banging up against... Uh, the ground all the time. And that's football and baseball. Your body banging up against the wall all the time. You get concussions not just at home plate, but from a pitcher getting hit in the head. That those helmets there to protect you, but at a hundred miles per hour, it's only so many you can take of those. No. Um, you remember um, Joven Belcher, Kansas City Chiefs, twenty-five years old linebacker uh, from New York, went to the University of Maine, was at the Chiefs. They are now about to exhume his body to see if he was CTE. Uh, so. Don't wait to the last minute to get something done. No one just wake up and say, I'm, I'm on suicide watch. There was a progression to an action, if you will. Uh, so now they're about to exhume his body and find out if you know he had CTE or was, it was anything going on with him um, in most cases. All right, we want, I wanted to bring that up because it's still in the forefront of all sports. And you, and you mentioned for the only reason – only way not to get it is to not play sports. Not play sports. You can change the rules however you want to, but in the business of sports, will go down. And I have no problem with that. If you want to have a professional flag football game, that's even better. Even better. People will watch that. I will watch it. I will watch a professional flag football game with some professional athletes. I wouldn't do that. You say you wouldn't do it. That's a lot of things you say you wouldn't do until you do it. Yeah. All right. Johnny Manziel declared himself to the uh, NFL. Uh, is that a good deal or not? Uh, you think he's ready? Uh, from what we've seen the past two years, what does ready mean, high, really? Ready anymore? to step in into a professional football no, team? No, he's not. You know, that's not ready. No, I don't think he is. No, no, I said. Oh, I thought you asked me. Oh, if he was ready? I don't. Ready I, I don't think he's ready. Uh, personally. So one more year at one more year at uh, Texas A&M. Well, I mean, it, I think that one more year wouldn't do him any 
wouldn't do uh, any service to him because he's not going to change the way he plays. He's not going to learn how to be a pocket passer. He's never going to be a pocket passer unless he gets injured, which is the which is the well, natural progression of for? things now. Right. Anyone that drafts, I mean, like so. So say if he's not going to be a pocket in the top passer. five picks, those are all strong teams in the top five. I mean, take you know Minnesota. You have Houston and Atlanta that are going to have top ten picks. They're not going to take a quarterback. I understand that, but. Take everybody else out of take all the strong teams out of it that that had off years this year, like the Giants and you know teams like that. There's going to be teams like Jacksonville and Minnesota and Tampa Bay. Like they have teams, but I don't think he will be able to help any of those teams. I don't think he's going to be an impact guy right away. I don't know if he ever will be. I mean, he is accurate in his throwing, especially on the run, which is which is impressive. But a lot of them, he, he leaves a lot of la- a lot of air under because he's playing college DBs and he's not playing pro men DBs. He's not playing consistent consistent NFL DBs. Some of those college DBs can come right in and play. Yeah, uh, but it's not a it's not a the whole four of them back there are not professionally ready. You may have one or two that can come right into the National Football League. Well, Manziel, Johnny Mazel. The, the purpose of the draft, and it's by position also, is to help you down the road. But if I'm going to take a quarterback, and that being Johnny Manziel, well, I need him to play right now because I'm watching these quarterbacks come out. That's unfair to him. It's unfair to him, but I'm watching quarterbacks come out and playing right away. And Johnny Manziel, with all the outstanding plays he had last year, with all the um, – that's not going to work. That's not going to work in the NFL. Because if you can't drop back and throw the ball, he's gonna be held to the same he's gonna be held to the same standards that Michael Vick then were held to. Uh Donovan, um R G three, uh who else? Uh run. Well see Russell Wilson's different Jake Russell Wilson's a, a well but th- this is a different age than that. Than, well, than I, Michael Vick and Donovan McNabb and Jake Plummer. I don't think so. I think they still, they still run. It's different, but it's not. But those guys so weren't. So they run different? Michael Vick was a run-first quarterback when he came in the league. The mm-hmm. other two weren't. Jake Plummer was not a run-first quarterback. Donovan McNabb was not a run-first quarterback. Jake, Fer- Jake Plummer was a uh, scrambling quarterback who made his made his the snake from running, from eluding uh, pressure. Yeah, he was like a Steve Young run-first quarter- quarterback. When they made Jake Plummer drop back in the pocket, he was done. He was out of Denver. He shouldn't have had no business leaving the Arizona Cardinals, but he was out of Denver. Um, then where? Then that was it. Then he just stopped. Yeah, because they brought Jake Cutler in, but who can drop back, who had a strong arm. How tall is Jake Plummer? Six one, maybe. Oh, I thought he was taller than that. Uh, yeah. So Johnny Manziel is like Drew Brees' stature. Uh, he doesn't have as good of an arm, and he's faster. Yes, but the linebackers that he's beating on beating to the edge now are going to be as fast as him in the NFL. And he's, I mean, he looks like what Reggie Bush looked like coming out of college. He just is tiny. So Reggie Bush took one hit. Do you remember the one where he went parallel to the ground? Well, the, remember somebody it, it, lit the issue, him up. Yeah, the issue was could Reggie Bush take a punishment being, a, being the feature back in the National Football League? And now, since he's bulked up, he can now. Yeah, but when he's he came running out, between the numbers now. Yeah, when he came out, he was that third down guy who could right. change the pace he was guy. A, yeah, I mean, he was, he was a gimmick guy when he came. He, he returned punts. That's a natural progression. When you have... Johnny Manziel, if he gets drafted, he should not play the first year. He should not start for the team that that drafts him. Well, he needs to go to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I'm saying that's a team that you can sit back. Adrian McCarron's going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, which would be great for him. But on on Manziel, people amaze me when they talk about um, this guy. That he's how great of he is as a quarterback and all his plays. I won't say all his plays because that would be saying going too far. A high percentage of his plays in the ninety percent. Uh, percentile 
high percentage are him scrambling, eluding mm-hmm. eluding right. pressure, which he should be able to do, which he should do to make a play, and then throwing it after coverage has been busted. But in the NFL, that's not going to happen the way it happens in college. Right. You're going to be disciplined enough to hold. Once the quarterback's scrambling, you lock onto your man. Even if, even if you're in zone, when the quarterback's in scramble mode, you lock onto a guy. Wouldn't they just, wouldn't they just jailhouse blitz him? Just all the time, keep just keep contained, make him Manziel, stay in the pocket. If he came into pressure him and played right away, they would kill him. His first year, you would think he couldn't play football. Yeah. Now he's talented enough to play football. His he first has year, an it factor. He has something in his body that allows him to to. You would think he could not play football his first year if he came in starting for a team. But you think he should? I think he. No, I said the, it's unfair to him that guys quarterbacks are coming out and playing right away. It's unfair to him because I don't think he's ready. He's already declared himself for the National Football mm-hmm. League. And for him to do that, there had to be about 16 teams say he's a first-rounder. It had to be 16 teams to say this guy's a first-round draft pick looking at the draft this year. Yeah. So I mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know, know where he who, plays. Who would take a chance on him to be their franchise player? The same person, the same kind of people that took a, ch- a chance on – What's the guy name? Florida University of Florida? Tim Tebow? Tim Tebow? Yeah, but he, was, he wasn't supposed to be their franchise player. I, I can't believe they drafted him so high. We've talked about this ad nauseum. That messed him up, drafting him high, Tim Tebow. Right. But, but he's a so, so where? Jacksonville? Like, is, is that the one and that... And they just drafted the quarterback? Blaine Gabbert? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. They he still just, drafted even, him, though. Yeah, like, he's... You don't want to be that team. I'm playing as much as he is. You don't, you don't want to be that team to keep driving quarterback after quarterback and never, get, never getting it done. Right. Why don't you go to free agency and get a guy who's been in the league for six or seven years who's put that time in like Aaron Rodgers did in, in Green Bay? Right. Well, Chad Henney is... He's fine. He's not a good quarterback, but he's not the worst in the league. Uh, Geno Smith or Eli Manning this year, maybe. 25 picks. Geno Smith just got that dumb look on his face. It's driving me crazy. <laughs> I just don't like it. Okay. Well, that's that tells a lot about how he plays football. Well, let's take sure. it. It's actually, it does. It tells a lot how my teammate, as my teammate, yeah, I, I don't like it. That's why they wear helmets. No, they take them off, too. Anyway, we'll take a break. But I, want, I do want to ask you about uh, Teddy Bridgewater, because should he come out? Quamalas Sports Talk, we'll come back. We do have Deborah Debris online. We'll come back and be all three of us again. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hi, I'm Joe Swedish, CEO of WellPoint. We proudly support the March of Dimes and all they do to reduce the rate of premature birth in the United States. Though premature births have recently declined, still half a million babies are born too soon each year. We're helping the March of Dimes fund cutting-edge research and community programs that help moms and their babies live healthier lives. Please visit MarchofDimes.com and join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. 
That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Hey, welcome back to the Kwamlaq Sports Talk. Alex Clancy is in the studio, as always, except when his stomach is bubbling up. Deborah Debris was online. Uh, she's going to call back in. Uh, Deborah is going through some procedures. Uh, but she's in good spirits. It's not, it's not bad. It's not putting her down. She's still able to call in. So we were, she'll call in in probably the next 15, 20 minutes. We were talking about Johnny Manziel. Was he NFL ready? I say if you like Johnny Manziel, of course you're going to say yes. You really don't care about Johnny Manziel. Now you care about your favorite NFL team. What team can he really go to? I don't see a team. I just, I'm sure there is a team, but I, I just can't picture a team where he will be serviceable right away. He's not like, um, what's the guy, Austin, from the, went to West Virginia, is now in St. Louis, yeah. who can come out and play right now, has that type, of, that type of speed. He is an outstanding college player, as Tim Tebow was. But I just don't, I don't see a fit anywhere where he can drop back. He's not a guy who plays under the center. He's always in the shotgun. And in the NFL, you're going to have to get under the center. You're going to have to make checks. And I don't see Johnny Menzel as a starting quarterback yeah. for the next three years. I mean, first thing now, especially with the, with inclement weather that we have starting earlier and, and being even more strenuous with snow and, and cold and stuff, I think that some team that plays in a dome should draft him first off, like, say, Minnesota. You know, you can draft him. They don't have really any future there. They have seven quarterbacks, none of them any good. Uh, Matt Castle's actually played pretty well recently, but um, besides that, they have Mike Glennon in Tampa Bay that they like. They have Sam Bradford's coming back. Kellen Clemens has been fine. Uh, they're 6-8. and eight. They could finish the season 8-8 eight and eight and not make the playoffs um, and be the last in the division in NFC West. Uh, but really... There aren't really many teams. Oakland, but you have Terrell Pryor coming back. And he's isn't he healthy now? Terrell Pryor? Yeah. And I don't know why. they. I think they just sat him so he doesn't get hurt for the rest of the year. Uh, Houston, I think they'd be stupid to draft him. You know, if Teddy Bridgewater comes out, you draft him. Because he's big. He's if, NFL ready. If you draft Menzel in Houston, then you don't get the head coach that you want. Because no head coach is going to be That's fair. That's, that's a good point. I mean, Tennessee... Might be one, but I mean that's again it gets it gets cold there at times, and and it, it, even when he played in Minnesota, he still has to go to Chicago. Yeah, he still has to go to Green Bay, uh, depending on what their schedule is. Because certain, like that's the NAF, that's the NFC North. The NFC North might have to play the the um, NFC East that year. He still has to play outdoors. Somewhere. Yeah, that's true. Uh, now he's a talented. I'm not I'm not taking away from um, Johnny Manziel, and I appreciate extremely what he did this year as far as making money as a college, college athlete, <laughs> as a white college athlete. I, I appreciate that a great deal because he should be able to do that. The, the sales went up for him. When well, you can pay coaches $7 million and the athletes get nothing out of it, you've you got you to gotta explain to me a way how does that balance out. And, and I just don't see it. Um, but there's no – I thought he should have stayed in another year also. Stayed another year. Work on coming from underneath the center, dropping back, 
uh, work on commanding that offense from underneath the center is the shotgun. We see a lot of quarterbacks come out, and they're in a shotgun. They're in a shotgun, and they're still running the spread offense. But then when they get under the center, different guy, different guy. And then in the NFL, they're going to keep that that culture, that, that type of game the way it is. Teddy, and we, so I also mentioned going out of the break, Teddy Bridgewater. He, he haven't decided. Decision is to stay at Louisville um, or come out. Yeah, I mean, he says that the reason why he jumped is so he could keep, uh, you know, he can fulfill his dream, make his mother financially stable. That was a quote that he had. Everybody uh, used that. Yeah. And, and it may be to me, I don't understand why if the Texans get the number one overall pick, you go to the draft. Because when's the next time that a playoff contender the year before gets a number one overall pick? Like a perennial playoff contender for the past five or seven years, you have a chance to be their quarterback. Why wouldn't you go? You have Arian Foster and Ben Tate. Who's the you best have Andre Johnson coming out. Because you, you make a good point. When you say Texas, and I'm thinking of him, if he's deciding to stay in, I'm like, why not? Why not come out? Especially when you have, a, you have a top twelve NFL team that had an awful year, waiting for you. They will draft you. They need a quarterback. So, and you have Andre Johnson. Um, you have uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. You have a good tight end core. You have a good defense. I don't understand. There, there would be no question in my mind if I was guaranteed I'd be drafted by Houston. I'd be gone. He won't decide until de- after December 28th. After their bowl game, because he's a respectful game. guy. And this is, shows yeah. a lot to his character also, that he's not. Johnny Manziel's like, hey, I'm, screw you guys. I'm out. Coach, <laughs> coach, you're welcome for the extension, and I'm out. You're welcome for the extension. My foot. I don't believe That's that. That's why well, I'm going to say that I, I forever. I don't believe that. Yeah, they're going to finish out of the top 25 next year without him. Maybe. Maybe, but I don't know. You, you, it, it would be crazy for me to think that, uh, some, that someone can't, He's not going to go out and recruit and find somebody who's going to keep his offense afloat. What he needs to fix is that defense. They have one of the worst defenses in the NCAA. What he needs to fix is that. I don't think you give somebody all that money and you don't think they're capable of doing the job. Because of Johnny Manziel, one guy, one guy never made a football team, but I see the excitement. I watch the same games you watch. I see the excitement that he brings. I see the plays that he make, but I also see those plays he making – not going to happen. He's not Tony Romo. Tony Romo can make those plays. And, and here's the thing on Tony Romo. When he scrambles, he scrambles left. Everybody in the NFL knows that. He's got that spin move. And it goes left. Yeah. It goes left. When, when, when uh, Russell does it, he goes right. Yeah. I mean, with, with Manziel, and you've said it before, most of his plays he made are scrambled. So scrambling. So you can call any play you want. He's going to make his own play anyways. Right. He's just going to be like, go get open. And no and, offensive and coordinator going to put up with that. It's like they're playing three flies up. I mean, it's not It's not like with Semlin, Johnny Manziel made them so much money that they could afford to pay Semlin. So in one way or another, Johnny Manziel wrote that check for someone. I don't believe that, but I, I He did I it agree. okay. He did I, fine. I, I don't believe that, but I will agree with you on this part of it. He made them a lot of money. He made them a lot of money that other kids been doing for years before he even came to being Johnny Football. So he's been he made that 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 organization, that foundation, that that company, the Texas A and M. He made those guys money, uh, and he should benefit from it. Yeah, and well, that, I, that's a different conversation. I mean, I don't think so. I think it's the same. I'm just going right into in and out into what we're talking about. Um, with Sumlin getting paid seven million dollars, and you 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 mentioned this, you don't even agree with this, if I'm not mistaken, the coach should get paid seven million dollars, and student athletes get nothing. 
the, yeah. the, the student athlete. Well, we, we can talk about that till we're now, blue that in the face, be, but I mean, it's not. It, it, it'll change. It'll change. They have no choice but to change that. But you make a good point. If Houston has the number one pick, Teddy Bridgewater needs to come out. Is he the best quarterback? Yeah, because a lot of guys, a, a lot of people are coming back. Like Mariota was going to come out, who I also don't think I, would be a good quarterback. I think he for, stays one more year and yeah. come out. If he does what he did last year. And I think the Hunley kid from UCLA is staying also. I think he sinks. I think he's a junior. Yeah, from Chandler. Uh, he's a red shirt. No, he came out and played right away. I think from Chandler he High soft? School. He wasn't a freshman this He'll year. He'll be a junior he? next year. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so he's staying. Because they have some exciting stuff at UCLA. They could win a national championship next year, all, all things being equal. Texas A&M can't. He won the Heisman. He's won all the accolades. He's probably made a lot of money. There's no reason for him to stay anymore. What about the quarterback from um, Northern Illinois? I, you know what? You remember Colin Klein from Kansas State? Uh-huh. They were number one in the country, and then they lost uh, to enter Iowa State or s- some crappy team. Yeah, took him out of first. Took him out of the championship. So game. he was the leading Heisman vote-getter then, and then you haven't heard from him since. He was undrafted. He was everything. This kid from Northern Illinois, a lower level franchise than a Big Twelve school. What is he going to do? I mean, he runs the ball first. He he runs, 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 runs. He is he makes Johnny Football look like a pocket passer. So, so I don't know what he's going to do. You could maybe put him in a tailback position. No way. Put him in a power turn. Put him in a safety. He's got good hands. He's not used to taking that pounding. No, he's been at quarterback. Has it right? Okay. Well, he's fast. He's got good hands, and he's he's obviously can can read blocking schemes and can read coverages. We, so with something, we're gonna narrow down the quarterback. Not this show, but we're gonna narrow down the collegiate quarterbacks before the draft. Um, maybe next week we'll, we'll we'll get our top ten collegiate quarterbacks, and we we we'll, we we'll talk about why and and where where these guys go. Um, the football last night, six field goals. Would you think a team, a professional team, can lose a football game with another team kicking field goal? I've seen it happen before. Yeah, the Lions are. I've seen it happen before. Last night was the last Thursday night football game. Um, Monday. I mean, Monday night. I'm sorry. No, Monday night football. There's one next week. There's, well, the Thursday night. Who played Thursday last week? Chargers and Broncos. There's, there's no that was Thursday the last night one. Right. That was the last one. Right. And I heard this on the uh, coming in on the radio. That was the last Thursday night. There's one more Monday night football game. Last night, the Chargers, not the Chargers, but the uh, Detroit Lions and Baltimore Ravens played. Baltimore, a game they had to win, a game both of those teams had to win, which leads me to not pointing the finger, but stare at this head coach in Schwartz. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's been under the, he, he's been in a warm seat for a long time. You know, he's, they, they had a great year last, uh, two years ago or last year. You know, they're actually, well, relevancy. Is, is a great year for Detroit. With their offensive punch that they have, there's no reason why they should have the record that they do. Matt Stafford turns the ball over way too much. Calvin Johnson dropped Still. three. Calvin Johnson dropped three huge balls last Wide night. Wide open. Wide open. Three of them. Three, like, one was a long third down conversion that he dropped. That kind of one, and another one was coming across the middle. And going back to our conversation yesterday, Larry Fitzgerald has the best hands in the NFL. And look at the number one receiver in the NFL, perennially. Mm-hmm. He can't catch the ball when he's wide open. Yeah, and I, don't, I didn't understand that. But then I, I was watching him play. Those guys were hitting on that Detroit secondary. They was hitting him. But that type of that caliber of guy receiver, he, he catches when three guys are on him. Yeah, he's wide open, and the, the play just looked lethargic. He just looked like he was going through the motion. I don't know what was going on with him. Um, but to your point, to Matthew Stafford. He's still turning the ball over a like lot. this is his first year. A lot. 
He and, makes and, bad throws. He makes bad decisions. Then he comes in with a chance to possibly get him in field goal position, three timeouts, 48 seconds or 38 seconds. Yeah, and well, he a lot way, of time. That's, way overthrows. That's a minute and a half. Three yeah. timeouts, 48 seconds. He overthrows the court, the receiver for an interception. Game over. Game over. That's Another crazy. guy with a dumb look on his face. <laughs> I don't. I don't understand that. I do want to talk more about this when we come out of break. When we come back into break, out of break. But Schwartz is he may be gone after this year. Yeah, they they need some they need some cojones in that franchise. They're like they're kind of like the chart. They're just kind of like lackadaisical. You know, we have when they have the three headed monster of Stafford, Calvin Johnson, and Reggie Bush. And then you have Joy Bell, who's almost as able as, as Reggie Bush. There's no reason why you have seven losses right now. Well, let's take a break, and we'll come back. We'll talk more of the um, Monday night football game. we we'll get into some other things. Kwame Lasso Sport Talk, Alex Classy. Your internet flagship station for sports... Sports. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you? It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to talk sports with the big guys. Tune in to Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis every Tuesday for the inside and outside of the business of sports. Keith and his guests will provide expert commentary and answer all of your burning questions about your favorite team, the players, and what's next. It's time to have fun with the game. Listen for Lockdown Coverage with Keith Lewis and his favorite co-hosts every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. The talk doesn't get any hotter. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now some of you might still be in that place. If you're trying to get out, just follow me. Welcome back to Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk. Alex Clancy, Kwame Lasseter in studio. Before the break, we started talking about the Ravens-Lions game last night. Ravens win 18-16, moves them to 8-6, and and ties them for the uh, the final playoff spot in the AFC. One game out of uh, the lead in their division. Who would have thought that the Ravens, with the way they started, can now actually win their division? One game behind Cincinnati. Uh, they, have, they have a tough road in the, for the last two games of the year. But when you have the Super Bowl champions looking up at you, talking about Cincinnati, uh, you, you can't help but be scared. Six, six field goals for Justin Tucker, including a 61-yarder with uh, under 45 seconds to go last night. Gave, it proved to be the game winner again after Matt Stafford threw an interception on the first play of Detroit coming back after the field goal was converted. Uh, Baltimore looked fine. You know, they looked they looked average. Baltimore knows how to win ugly, and they did. Detroit needs to score 55 points to win, it seems like. And with the numbers, 
the Lions outnumbered the Ravens in pretty much all categories. Total plays, time of possession, total yards, total passing yards, total rushing yards. But Stafford threw three interceptions. So you can tell how much how, how much weight turnovers have in the NFL. You can't afford to make mistakes when professionals are coming back at you. So with the Lions, now they're 7-7. Seven and seven. They're looking up at first place. They, they had their destiny in their hands going into last night. And now Chicago has taken over that that uh, that throne of being able to, if they win out, they win the division. So it'll be interesting to see in both those divisions to see what happens uh, coming down the wire here. One touchdown is, one interception is enough. Uh, it's, it's oh hard to overcome. But when you got a guy that's throwing three, regardless of how your defense is playing, you're putting yourself in a bad position. Matt Stafford, as we talked before we went into break, he's in, he should be more mature enough to take care of that football. And then... So, so if he's not, there has to be another guy that can come in and do that. But I think Matt Stafford gives you the best Johnny chance. Johnny Manziel? The best <laughs> chance of winning football games is Matt Stafford with that offense, and they brought in Reggie Bush. Use what you have there. I think the offense is – if I had to rank their offense, I would have put them in the top 16. Yeah, I mean, if, if, they can, if they were to run their offense like the Saints do – with a lot of dump down passes, Reggie has that burst still. He's probably got he's gotten stronger, he's gotten quicker. He's not as fast, but he's definitely more elusive now than he was. Joint Bell is, is the bruiser. When you have two guys that can catch balls out of the backfield, Matt Stafford needs to kind of slow down, let the game come to him and not try to force everything and make perfect passes. Reggie Bush would be the first one to tell you he didn't come out here to do the flare and all that stuff. Bring another guy. He wants to be a feature back. That's why he was in New he Orleans. He should do what's the best for his team. Th- that's and the best for his team would be doing both that's and not just running north and south. Yeah, no, that's crazy. If that's going to happen, do what's best for your team. Well, there should be guys in place for that. Everybody, There's a puzzle. And I, I hear what you're saying. Reggie Bush was in Miami because he wanted to be a feature back to run between the tackles because that was the conversation about Reggie Bush. We talked about that coming out of USC. He was too small to be to take that pound in coming in. That's why guys can build up into their role by returning kicks and punts, uh, coming in on third down, change the pace, guys. Um, and, and, and we would like to see, I know I would like to see him as a feature back. There got to be other guys you can bring in, but he's so talented. He could be your feature back. He could on third down stay in the game. He could swing out and do that. Well, you can do that, but the the uh, New Orleans Saints have two guys back there. Pe- uh, was it Pierce and Ray and, Rice? And, and no, no. Who are you talking? I said the oh, Saints. Oh, 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 Pierre, Pierre Thomas and Pierre Thomas Darren Sproles and Sproles. Sproles Mark is, Ingram. Sproles is the guy and Ingram. Ingram's your power guy. Uh, Pierce, he's your um, he's your everything guy but when you bring in Sproles you know you're going to pass the ball you're not going to give it to him most times but you will probably 10% of the time to change up the pace but in Reggie Bush case in the the Detroit Lions well it's okay if you swing him out a couple times but he went to these three these other teams to be a feature back yeah well Pierre Thomas runs through the runs between the south too yeah but he also has 60 receptions right that's what I'm saying you can do that with Reggie Bush but he went to that team specifically to be a feature back but you you also got to have another running back look at Carolina Panthers we talk about them all the time it's great to have two running backs yeah well Joyke Bell is is a stud he would be a number one back anywhere else you know so uh, you don't don't want to be so obvious on offense that okay Reggie Bush in he's going okay they're going to pass the ball they're going to flare it out to him you want a guy who can stay in the game like a Reggie Bush who can also, as you say, do whatever it takes for your team to win, which I don't think he's opposed to that, be able to flay out, be able to set up a screen while you're still in there. And it keeps defenses off balance. Yeah, because that's where his bread's buttered. 
I mean, regardless of if he's he he breaks it to the outside, even if he runs up the middle, he breaks it outside. He's not he's not stretching around. He's not stretching around safeties in the middle of the field. If he sees an opening towards towards the sideline, he goes there. I think we have Deborah back. Deborah, I am back. Oh. Hello, guys. <laughs> Yeah, this sounds way better. Way, way better. better. Yeah, yeah, this is, I don't know what happened to my headset. Took a dump on me, but anyway, it's all good. A dump? A number two? Uh, yeah, or? we don't even want to go there. Uh, <laughs> so it was crap. Story. So uh, how are you doing, Deborah? Because I haven't, I haven't seen you in a while, but I you've know, been on. I I've been going through a drawls. Um, I'm doing well. Uh, final procedure out of seven today, so that's good. Uh, now it's uh, back to healing, so. That was all good. Seven, seven and done, huh? Seven and done. You bought oh, it. Well, that's good. Well, speed of recovery. Uh, I know you're going crazy because you can't go out of town. You can't do things you do. Um, but uh, DebraDebris dot com. Your clear edge. How's that? How's everything going with the book? Doing well. Um, actually, starting a teleclass this Thursday around the book with uh, some really good people on. Uh, going to be part of it, some business people uh, that are part of this. So anybody who's interested, they can go to DebraDebris.com forward slash offer. Uh, first and only time I'm going to offer this particular course at this really inexpensive price. And one of the features of it is not only being able to go through the book and implement what you learn into your life uh, and into your business uh, and or sports, but also uh, I'm going to do laser coaching on every single call. So People who are part of this will get to um, know and understand what it's like to be an NFL player and being coached at a very high level. Um, the people on this call are going to get that same type of uh, laser coaching. What, uh, tell me again, what was, what's the date on it? Uh, it starts this Thursday with an orientation call, and all the calls are going to be recorded. But then uh, January 2nd is the first of eight um, calls, one a week. Okay. That uh, I have a private Facebook page. Hmm. Uh, that they can go to, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be one of those, I'll, I'll hold your hand and kick you in the butt at the same time to make sure that you apply what you learn and get the results that you're looking for to uh, succeed at a higher level than what you're currently doing in uh, business and in life. Oh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. DebraDebris.com is where they you can check it. DebraDebris.com forward slash offer. Forward slash offer. offer. Okay. Well, good stuff. Well, welcome back to the show because I haven't talked to you or, you know, Thank I just you. haven't seen you yeah. in a while. Yeah, I didn't see Eric. Uh, Eric. <laughs> Let's give him another name. <laughs> uh, um, Alex. Same, <laughs> same week, thing. But we had a good, con- good, uh, a good show bantering back and forth. Okay, that's good stuff. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, you know, when I'm not on the show, I, I feel comfortable with, you know, Alex Hosting or you guys on the show. Absolutely. It's, 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 yeah, Alex keeps it uh, rocking and rolling, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway... It, Actually, while we're on the subject, you may be hosting um, Thursday, definitely Friday. I'm leaving town, headed to Baltimore, headed home to um, uh, got a funeral to go to. Mm, but sorry about that. so you know, get your game face on, bring whomever you want. You guys will be on. I'm comfortable with that. I have no problem when I'm not on the show. I know the I know the show is represented well, and there's a lot of information, informative information being put out. So you know, that's where I will be probably next this Thursday, actually. Right, we were talking football. Schwartz, did he get fired or not this year? Probably not. Probably not. Why? No. He, he's not. He's next year. If they start like two and five, he'll get fired midway through next year. That's a waste of time. I. But that's how it's done in the NFL. That's, I mean, what what franchises really don't fire people in the middle of the year? I know, but that's they a waste say of time. they don't. But you put yourself back another year and a half or two. I think that 
with Reggie Bush now with the dynamic and and Joyke Bell actually actually taking a a huge role that he used to just be a complimentary back to you know Mikel Lashore and and whoever they had Kevin uh, what's his name Kevin Smith when he, when he came back from the dead pretty much so they haven't really had uh, a face to their to their running back core that was stable and now with this with Reggie Bush it's it, it's different it's a different dynamic and they'll figure it out. I think that Reggie Bush needs to be even more of a focal point of the offense. Yes. Um, with Nate Burleson being out for most of the year because he broke his arm delivering or picking up a pizza or something. That's what he said. Yeah, right. He was probably playing basketball or something. <laughs> um, that hurt them. I mean, he doesn't do much, but the fact that his veteran leadership is there and it takes the eyes off of Calvin Johnson at least for a little bit uh, helps them. So I think that they'll figure it out. They could still win the division this year. But I think the Detroit Lions. Yeah, I, I don't see it. They have to win out, and and the Bears. If, if, the Bears will choke. They have, they, Jay, they have Jay Cutler. If they went out, they not. That don't mean they win a division, right? But they have a chance to win the division if they went out. Well, you did say a chance. That, yeah. That's obvious. That's way, way to save yourself. But yeah, that's what I do. Nah, I don't see it. I don't see it because I don't see him. I, I thought Jim Swartz was a was the right fit for him, um, and I and I don't like saying you know a guy should lose his job, but if you're not doing your job. It's time to you got uh, there's more people than you at stake than just the head coach. He got to find a way to win. He got to find. I don't see the leadership in him. I don't see him really getting that guys. I don't really see him. And you don't have to do that on TV, but there should be a change from the time you left the football field on Sunday, from Monday in the locker room in meetings to you show back up on a Sunday or whenever you play. There should be a change in that guy. It's also also should be a change in the coach and the leadership. You the leader. You you the face as a head coach. That don't mean you know everything. That's why you got assistant coaches. A great head coach, in my a good head coach, in my opinion, has great assistants. Or a great head coach has good assistants. Yeah. Uh, so you got to be able to get a, You got to have to get reach those guys in some sort of way uh, where they perform at their highest level. Yeah. And, and I don't think Matthew Stafford is performing at a high level. I thought Calvin Johnson played. Average, yeah, uninspired average football. Yes. Really that's what it looked like because you drop three balls at wide open field that puts you in a position to win football games. Uh, your your defense, your defense, who I thought the offense let down, kept the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they looked really good. That front zone. four looked really good. This guy was kicking in fifty plus yards, forty three yards. Uh, yeah, if you're gonna beat me that way, that's the only way you're gonna have to beat me. Yeah, well, I mean, look at this. Looking at the schedule, the Lions have the Giants at home and the Vikings on the road. They played two dome games in the winter. If they don't win out, they don't deserve to make the playoffs. The Bears have uh, the Bears have a Philly at Philly this Sunday night, and then they have Green Bay to end the year. So that's a that's a tough route. Even though even though they're playing at home on the last game of the year, that's tough. So I mean Detroit, that's advantage Detroit there. And Green Bay, they have Pittsburgh at home, and then again they have they have uh, the Bears on the road to end the year. So Denver definitely has. I mean uh, Detroit, Detroit definitely has the easiest schedule. So if they can win out like they should, if, if they lose one of these two games, they don't deserve to be there. That, well, that's, it, it, that's what really what it comes down to. So you're saying these games are easier to win? Than 100%. The coach, well, then should the coach, playing, if they don't win these games, should the coach get fired? We can talk about it then. No, I want to talk about it now. Did the coach get fired? If they lose both games, he's fired. If they lose both games to teams that are out of playoff contention that have had awful years, yes, they he's gone. I'm with you. If they win one out of two, I, I, I'll take that as opposed to that next year because I don't believe I don't. 
It, and it happens in football. You do fire a coach midway through the season. I think it sets the team back. Sure, Because then you got to go on a coaching hunt, and then you got to wonder. Then the players got to wonder who's going to coach us next year. Do, I'm a free agent. Do I want to be here next year? Then you just you disperse your whole team. Right, and whoever ends the year as your coach probably won't be your coach the year after. Right, like so, Wade Phillips in um, Houston. Oh, yeah. Plus the fact if you, you get rid of somebody mid-year, I mean, you think about it when these guys are going into OTAs and training camp and all that type of thing. It's it's building the culture, building the team together learning the playbook together, all those type of things that, you know, if you switch coaches now when we're coming up to whatever it is, Black Monday or whatever, uh, you know, at least you go into the into the next year being able to figure it out before the season starts and not during the middle of the season, which is, you know, not a good thing for any team. You're right, and that's a recruiting tool also for your coach. Yeah. You know, if you, if you know what coach you have. Like Kansas City, you know Andy Reid's going to be your coach. You, you can go there as a free agent. You knew Andy Reid was going to be your coach when he was in Philadelphia, he was in Philadelphia <laughs> which is crazy. I'll tell you what, we'll take a break. I'm going to change that from um, Black Monday to White Monday. I was going to uh, say, I, I knew that wasn't, uh, wasn't going to go unnoticed. It, it, you, it, it's a it's bad thing. Rainbow Monday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. No one has a tougher schedule than the last two games in the Arizona Cardinals, and we'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals coming back. Kwame Lassie Sports Talk, Alex Clancy in the studio. Deborah Debris is on the phone. Don't forget DebraDebris.com backslash what, Deborah? Offer. 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 Forward slash. I said backslash. Yes, forward slash offer. All right, check that out. We'll mention it more before the show is over. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. I like the club music. <laughs> Got my shoulders moving. Oh, God. Welcome, Help. welcome back to the show. We are in our last segment, and this is going to go by faster than the others. Kwamela Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. Deborah Debris is on the line. Just finishing up seven procedures. Tough, tough, tough. And we have Alex Clancy. I'm not going to say anything. I'm crazy. tough, tough, tough. No, no, you're not. You're not tougher, you're not tougher than Deborah. You, you, your hair's messed up. <laughs> don't be jealous that I can still grow mine now, baby. Come on. I don't want to grow mine. I can't wait to mine's turn gray. Hey, we were talking about the tough schedule. Speaking of tough, tough, the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> has the toughest schedule, in my opinion, for the last two games. And then maybe just because I'm looking at them. Um, they have Seattle. You have to go to Seattle. 
it's tougher going to Seattle, but being Seattle being what they who they are this year, even if Seattle was coming to Arizona, that would be a tough game. But it's even tougher. The Arizona Cardinals are nine and five. Who would I predict them? Ten and six. Uh huh. Okay. You did. Well, I hope I'm changing my prediction to eleven and five. Yeah. I hope. Uh, um, but going into Seattle, playing a twelve and two Seattle team, and they, I think they lost two games, being lackadaisical uh, in their efforts uh, because they were just they didn't feel like they was being challenged. But now you have the Arizona Cardinals, who's in their division, who has a lot to gain from beating Seattle, who will have even more to gain on that last game against at home against San Francisco Forty ers This is a tough schedule. We were talking off the air about Fitzgerald. We also mentioned yesterday about should he be back there on special teams. Absolutely, yes. Without a doubt, he has some of the best hands on the team. He has the best hands on the team, some of the best hands in the National Football League, and I want my best guys there. Yeah. Unfortunately, you can't protect them on a hands team. Arizona Cardinals go to Seattle. is a must game. They have to win. What are they going to do to win this game? This is what I would do if I were Bruce Arians. i get my defensive coordinator in front of the team. I get my is those sound effects now. I get my uh, <laughs> defensive coordinator in front of the team in front of the team, and say we're stacking eight in the box the whole game. What's what St. Louis did to them when they won like fifteen thirteen? St. Louis uh, Seattle beat them like fifteen earlier in the year. Marshawn Lynch had twenty five or thirty yards rushing, and they made Russell Wilson be a passer. And I think if you can stack eight with our linebacking core and with our front, just our front seven as a whole, keep him in the box, keep a safety in the box at all times. Make Russell Wilson throw the ball. And if they do that and they get some sort of – they can get 100 yards rushing by committee, then they could win this game. If Carson Palmer turns the ball over two or more times, it's they're, they're going to get blown out. It's a done deal. So if you can get 100 yards rushing and keep the running game at bay for Seattle, make Russell Wilson throw 450 yards on you and four touchdowns to win. Right. Make him do that. Are you putting Patrick Peterson on Golden Tate and are you telling uh, we're going to stop the run? You put them on Golden Tate, say we're going to stop the run, and then put Patrick Peterson on Golden Tate, yeah. and, and put it put the hand put it in their hands. I don't I don't want to, I don't think you call out the secondary. I mean the defensive coordinator. I don't think you do that. They know what's at stake right now this time of year. I think you tell them guys we're going to stop the run. And anytime you go into a football game, it's run first. So you got to stop the run to even give yourself a chance because you don't want to open up the whole offense that Seattle has uh, offensively is where there's going to be a problem with this team, the Arizona Cardinals. They have to put points on the board, and their defense has been putting points on the board for the past four weeks. Yeah, see, and one thing that uh, might be overlooked, one player that might be overlooked is Doug Baldwin, who's no, had a no, really, he, really he good next few years. This year. Yeah, he's looked really good, and it took him a little while to produce. I think he came from uh, he came from Kansas City, right? I believe he came from Kansas City. Chiefs. Yeah. Um, and if they can, again... Stop Marshawn Lynch, make Russell Wilson throw the ball, get some sort of production out of your, uh, out of your uh, backfield, and you know take the rest. Zach Miller's another guy. You, uh, they have good receivers. Make Russell Wilson beat your defense because your defense is the best part about your team. They so, need to find a way to bring uh, Tavares Jackson in that football, <laughs> oh, <laughs> for that yeah. football game to win that game. I don't I – don't, I don't see the uh, defense letting up with the Arizona Cardinals. But it's a game they need to win. This game is on the road. This is one of the toughest plays to play, in my opinion. I think um, the crowd knows. Defensively, there's no disadvantage because there's not going to be any noise. So you're playing a regular football game as yeah, you will play true. anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's when the offense get on the field, it's going to be a different ball game. It's young versus old school. You have Carson Palmer, you have a veteran. You brought him in for a reason. 
You brought him in to be a serviceable quarterback, but now he has expectations because the last six games he's played, he's only thrown three picks. I think he threw 14 in the first eight. So now he he has expectations to be the, have the veteran leadership and to lead the team that nobody thought would be where they are now except for Kwame Lasseter to win a game against maybe the best team in the NFL to keep your playoff hopes alive, and that he needs to do it. Carson Palmer's coming off a, a low grade high ankle, not low grade ankle sprain. Um, he doesn't move around anyways. He does, but he's <laughs> going. He's going to need to be mobile against this defense. We we agree that this is a better defense in the National Football League. That front four looks like Tampa Bay front four, or back in the day when they won a Super Bowl with John Gruden. Looks and Tony Dungy uh, was there Brad prior Johnson? to. Not Brad Johnson. Well, wasn't Brad Johnson the quarterback? I'm talking about their front four defense. Oh, it oh. looks like they were blitzing, and they were just running four guys up the field with uh, Warren Sapp and those guys and Simeon Rice up those guys. Uh, it looked like the 95 um, Baltimore Ravens defense. This is the better defense there. He's going to uh, – ankle sprain can't be an excuse. You're either going to play or you're not. You better do whatever you got to do uh, to – to be able to move around because these guys coming after you. They get a great push at the line of scrimmage, and that's, and that's the reason why a lot of teams can't run on them. Yeah, I mean, and the offensive line has definitely shown over the past few weeks that they're better than expected, and especially even with, um, with Jonathan Cooper out, there's a bright future for them. And this again, this is a test for the whole team. This is a real test because if they get blown out 34-3, to what, what was this season really for? Cardinal season? Yeah, like you beat bad teams, yeah. but you still lose. You still get your, your keister beat by really good teams. I, I say I say the Cardinals being 9-5 and, nine and five right now, this is a great season for them. They, they, were five, they only won five games last yeah, year. Yeah, but if they lose 30 to, nothing, or 30 to 3 in the, ne- the next two games, then they what are you going to remember? The last two games, I'm not, not the stuff I'm going to remember that these guys came out of – they came from nowhere, and they wasn't the same old Cardinals that we thought. They yeah. have a they have a, a platform to build from now. Because in the past, they didn't have anything to build from. Let's well, who we need to bring in? Who can we implement? You got Russell Wilson throwing over three thousand yards. Marshawn, he's a thousand yards. Yeah. And then you talked about Doug Baldwin. He's like seven hundred yards. Yeah, he's their receiver. leading receiver. But the Cardinals, I don't see them as I see them going in there and competing. I don't I don't see this as a losing season as they get blown out. We are talking about, in my opinion, the best team in the NFC. Um, possibly the NFL with the Denver Broncos the as as their opponent in a Super Bowl. Well, plus this is the time of the year when so many changes happen, and we've had, I mean, in this past week, we've had five division leaders that have lost. Yes. So, I mean, anything can happen, and the guys get cranked up. Uh, you look at the Cardinals, they get cranked up. I mean, you know, the possibilities are there, not only for them to play well, but for other teams not to, um, you know, play up to, uh, this past uh, statistics. Yeah, and they, and they need help from Atlanta too on Monday night. Either way, Cardinals. Yeah, because they're playing Forty ers and they, they, that they, will they're be. They're not gonna get it. They not, they're not gonna get help from from Atlanta. That's another coach who need to be fired. Oh yeah, and well. we can talk about that uh, at another time. But they, are, I think that this is a winning season for the Arizona Cardinals when when it's all said and done. Bruce Arians coming in. We we see why he was the coach of the year last year as an intern coach. Um, he comes in and he changed the mindset. He gives these guys. He he brought in the right guys. We 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 wonder was um, uh, Tyron Matthew was the right guy going through all his collegiate spells. He's perfect for this team. If he didn't get hurt, he was one of the guys as rookie of the year. Who I think uh, Luca would get it in San Diego Chargers, the offensive line of lineman there. Uh, but 
they have something to build from. I think they go in, they finish this season strong. They started, they started okay. I wouldn't say they started fast. They started okay, but they hit. They have a great opportunity to finish strong against division opponents. Who, who else would you want to play against? Some team that you see every once in a while. Some team that you see all the time. Mm-hmm. So this is a great opportunity for the Arizona Cardinals to go out there and win these f- final games. Deborah. Yeah, give me that information one more time before we get off the air. Can you it. can. I don't want you to give it. You're not Deborah. <laughs> Go to dot com forward slash offer. And that is this Thursday and then January 2nd. That's Thursday, yeah. All the information is on that site with all the dates uh, and uh, descriptions. All right. I'm off to golf. Uh, Alex, you, you, oh, you, also, you also find me at Kwame Lasseter at Twitter, at Kwame Lasseter. That's my Twitter account. Now you can look for me. At first, I didn't want you. Alex Clancy, <laughs> Rant Sports. <laughs> And at Clancy's Corner. And at Clancy Corner. All right, that was our show. We are off tomorrow. We'll see you guys Thursday and Friday. Alex may be hosting the show. I may be out of town, but I will call in if I have an opportunity to do so. Uh, Thanks for listening. Check out all the search engines if you're looking for us. See you guys Thursday. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.